Hello and welcome to Stay Paid, the sales and marketing podcast from Reminder Media, where we talk about actionable ideas to help grow your business so you can live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. My name is Joshua Stike, Vice President of Marketing here at Reminder Media, and I am here with Luke Acri, President Hello, of Reminder Media. Hello, everyone. You're supposed to wait till after I say that. Sorry, I, I, I get too energized by this monster energy drink that we josh and i are now trying monster we were red bull but now we're trying monster energy drink so it's taking me over it's bigger there, yes. there's more there's more energy i'm not sure it tastes as good but we're, we're looking for a sponsor from monster so i'm not saying that so scratch that mark scratch that speaking of looking for sponsorships we're talking about prospecting today yes so if you're looking to stay paid in your business there is no method so critical to your success and to your business as prospecting the word prospecting, as defined in the dictionary, as a verb, means to search or explore. This is an action word. There are no passive alternatives to prospecting. You have to get out and take action on this in your business daily. So today we're going to dive deep into this topic and discuss exactly what prospecting is, maybe why you're not doing it in your business today, yep. methods of prospecting, and most importantly at the end, what we've done here at Reminder Media and have seen success with is developing a system and the number one critical thing that you need in your business to start succeeding at prospecting. Yes, I love it. Dude, I love that. I didn't realize that it's not passive. It is but not that passive. that is really, really good. It's a verb. Yes, it is something that you have to do in your business. If you are in sales right now, if you're running a business, a lot of our listeners, you guys are real estate agents, you're insurance agents, maybe financial advisors. Prospecting is something that should be on your list as a have to do every single day. I think I put an above the noise out on this where I was giving like the three things a realtor should do every single day. One of them was prospecting for an hour to two hours. The reality is, and you should think to yourself this morning or even last night, so often when I talk to people and I'm coaching people and, and I'm talking to them about their business and sales, they know they need a prospect. They know they need to go and get on the phone, pick up the phone, do cold calls, do door knocking. They get all motivated at night and they're like, okay, I'm going to go in tomorrow morning. I'm going to start door knocking. I'm going to start cold calling. I'm going to call those 50 people. And then they show up to the office and you do everything but the prospecting. You'll do the paperwork. You'll put the stuff up on the MLS. You'll process the claim. If you're in insurance, whatever it is, you'll do everything but the prospecting because the number one thing I tell people about prospecting is it's not a fun activity. Now, there might be some people out there that enjoy pain, but prospecting is, you got to understand in sales, prospecting is not an inherently fun activity. Because if you think about it from the standpoint of when you're prospecting, it's kind of like, you know, a, a, someone who's going after gold. What do you call somebody that goes after a gold? A prospector. A prospector. So a prospector <laughs> is going after gold by prospecting, right? So they're digging through dirt over for hours and right. hours and hours trying to qualify to try that dirt. to get one speck yeah. of gold yeah. right so if you think about it in that term very simplistically but if you think about from a prospecting standpoint it's a grind it's painful and that's why you run away from it and i think so many people one of the things that steers them away from sales and why they don't want to claim being a salesperson is because they go i don't enjoy it i don't enjoy the cold calling Mm -hmm. I don't enjoy the door knocking. I don't enjoy, you know, awkwardly stepping out of my comfort zone and introducing to my, myself to somebody in the grocery store. Guys, no one enjoys that. I, I have not met, I've maybe met one person in my life and this person was a psycho, but meaning like no one enjoys that stuff. Prospecting, the first rule of prospecting is understanding you're embracing this no 
You got to embrace the rejection, embrace that 90% of the time, if not more, you're going to get a no. It's going to be painful, but you got to show up and you got to do it anyways. If there's nothing else you take from this podcast in this episode, and you can tell I'm getting a little heated on this, I'm getting a little passionate on this. If there's nothing you take away from this podcast, here's the one thing, show up and do it. And don't just do it for one day. Do it consistently. I had a coaching call with a realtor just the other day, and she was saying she was making 100 calls a day. And I told her, I said, it is amazing that you're making that 100 calls. And if you stay consistent for 90 days and making those 100 calls, I guarantee you, I guarantee you'll have success. But so many people, when they set out to do prospecting, they either, one, they don't show up and they don't do it, or two, they show up and they do it for one day and they're not consistent in it. And you will not reap results by being inconsistent. There's no way you'll reap results by going to the gym one time, eating healthy one time. It's the same in prospecting. There's no way you will reap results out of your prospecting if you don't show up and you don't stay consistent doing it. So let's talk a little bit about... Ah, that was what, a heated rant was good, right there. Man. No, no. That was good. I don't have much to add to that. I'm going to just... <laughs> I'm going to dig a little bit deeper there in a second. Yes. But, you know, talking about, you know, what what is prospecting? What's the difference between a lead and a prospect? And, you know, a lead we would look at as a, as a potential customer who may have expressed interest in your company or services yep. through certain behaviors. So they might have filled out a form on your website. Yep. They may have they may be on a list because they match a certain amount of demographics yep. you know, for you that you're that you're looking for. Then uh, the, the lead then becomes a prospect when you've qualified them as a potential customer. So walk sure. us through. When, when you have your set of leads and when you're walking in yep. the next morning, you're thinking about it the night before and you're getting pumped up and you're like, I'm going to start prospecting because I'm going to start moving people through my sales funnel ultimately yes. to become a customer or a client of mine. Where do you start? Like you're coming in the morning and you're avoiding it. What what specific action are you avoiding? Yeah, well, for most people, it's you're avoiding the the what you said, the you know, it's not passive, it's proactive. Mm -hmm. You're avoiding the proactivity of picking up the phone and making the cold call. So most of the time when you think of prospecting, people think of cold calling or they think of maybe door knocking, but we're going to go into methods. Prospecting has now gone way beyond just cold calling. You got social media and a bunch of other well, what stuff. What about you the, like, I mean, we talking before the podcast about the numbers, you know, it's a numbers game. Correct. Right? So where, where are you, how are you getting your starting number? Where are you then kind of working through your processes that morning to yep. start uh, working through that prospect list and then making how many touches? Like, are you? Yeah, so, so for every industry, it's going to be a tiny bit different. If you guys know, like for the real estate industry, when I talk about like FISBOs, I talk about you should be working 50 FISBO prospects at any given okay. time in your funnel. So the reason, how did I come up with that number? Well, I came up with that number because as we started calling through on FISBOs, right, with some realtors that I work with, we started figuring out the engagement rates that we were getting from our prospects, and we started figuring out the rejection levels that we were getting and, and how many turned into leads and how many left the funnel and how many we had to put back in to sustain the amount of calls we needed to make. So my point with saying that is you're going to have to figure out based upon the lead source that you're going after, whether it's FISBOs, expired listings, whatever it is, could be referrals, that's going to dictate how many leads you need, but I think the key point you're touching on, which is where so many people fail, which is in this consistency, is that, you know, it was, I forget if it's MIT or if it was Harvard, or maybe it was both of them that did the study together. It's that famous study that people quote all the time from InsideSales.com. The average rep is following up 1.2 times, mm -hmm. but yet 90% 
you have a 90% chance of getting that person on the phone if you follow up between 6 and 12 times. So a good benchmark for you from a prospecting standpoint is when you load up those FISBOs, think to yourself right now the FISBOs that you're calling if you're calling FISBOs. Are you calling them 6 to 12 times from a consistency standpoint? Because you have a chance now from a prospecting standpoint to get that appointment. And the key to prospecting is you're going out to people who don't really know you. They're qualified from a standpoint. They might be, you know, there's you can define prospecting and like cold prospecting, prospecting, and then hot prospecting if you wanted to. So the hot prospecting might get into if they filled out a lead form or something like that. But the majority of your prospecting is going to be cold calling prospecting. These are people that you go, who do I want to go after? They fit a description. They fit a target right, description. Yeah, so yeah. From, a, from a marketing standpoint, you want to go, or from a business standpoint, right. you want to go, who's my ideal client? Right. Who do I want to go after? Who's my niche? Maybe it's luxury real estate agents, or sorry, luxury buyers or something like that. Yeah. So what you do is then you load up those luxury buyers, you know, from a target standpoint, that's kind of the ideal client you want. Mm but they're cold. They don't know you at all. So you're going out into the world to introduce yourself to these people. And so the thing you have to realize right away is you're going to have to touch these people six to 12 times. Yeah. I would tell you from my experience on Actually our- Actually speak to them six to 12 times? Or no, no, no. Try, call, try and like make touch points to them. them. Yes. Touch points to Attempt them six to 12 times. Yeah. Okay. So- like our sample request um, is a warm lead for us. So what someone goes on to give you guys an idea, obviously we sell American Lifestyle Magazine. So someone's going on our website. This is a hot prospect in my, my mind. This is not even a cold prospect. They go on our, our website. They look at the information. They like it enough. They fill in their information to get a sample. Our data shows we have to call those people over 12 times to just get the conversation to the point where we can close them. Yeah. So think about that from the standpoint of a warm prospect. That's someone right. warm. That's not your luxury buyers that you're going after that's never heard from you, right. never requested information from you. That's somebody that's come on your site and requested information, and I still have to call them 12 times. So where does this you know, maybe correlate to you guys in your business? Think of your Zillow lead. Think of someone who's gone onto your insurance website. Maybe it's Allstate's insurance website and requested a quote. Mm -hmm. You still have to prospect that lead a minimum of probably 12 times if it's anything correlating to our even warm leads. So now translate that to somebody who's absolutely cold. HubSpot came out with the study, and I wish I had it in front of me, but Sefton, one of our content writers, is the guy who found it. But they said their new benchmark was 18 touch points. Wow. 18 touch points to get the person into the funnel to the point of where you can close them. Why am I saying these, these numbers to you guys? Well, your takeaway from this is the first step in realizing once you show up and once you realize I have to prospect every day, you got to get into your mind that it's going to take you a lot of work and consistency to get these people into a place where you can qualify them. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, so what would you do to kind of move them into that qualified state? What is, you're calling them six times, you're calling yep. them 12 times, you finally, got a, you finally got a hold of them, you're having that first conversation. Where do you go from there? How are you moving them from point A to point B so you can eventually get to point sale? Yeah, the point I sale. I like that. that <laughs> point A to point B to point sale. Point close. C for close. Yeah, C to point, dude, that would actually, that would have been really good if <laughs> you would have just naturally that did that. <laughs> um, but here's the thing, what I, I call it the discovery phase. So you have your target audience that I want to go after. So my, we call it rolling directs here. So a lot of like the real estate agents we call, we'll call them rolling directs if they're not, if it's just basically like calling the phone book. Right. It's our word for the phone book. 
And we're literally getting this information just like you would from a phone book offline and stuff like that. And we're calling those people. It's a target list because we know it's a real estate agent and we know we target real estate agents. And, and majority of the time, we'll even target real estate agents that our data shows are successful. So we know target wise, that's who we're going after. When I get them on the phone or when I'm doing touch points to them, what I'm looking for is to try to get to the discovery phase where I can figure out is, is this person in need of my services? Are they at a point in their, whether you call it your buyer's journey, because don't make the mistake, everybody's in need of your services. It's just a time. Mm -hmm. So what you're trying to figure out on your discovery phase is not whether or not they will buy from you. It's just when they will buy from you. And that for me is what I do consistently. Like when I call these we came back from a dental conference, right? Mm -hmm. So we got leads at this dental conference that we scanned their badge. As I prospect these leads, what I'm searching for when I get Josh, the office manager on the phone, I know Josh needs me, he's going to buy from me. Mm -hmm. That's my assumption from the beginning. My intent is Josh needs me, he's going to buy from me. It's just a matter of when. And so what I want to figure out is, Josh, where are you at in your business from a pain point perspective? So let me translate this for a realtor. Yep. Where are you at, Josh? Are, are you in your dream home? Are you in your dream home right I, now, Josh? I know you've lived there for five years. So. Is this kind of where you want to be? Is this your dream home? No, not, not our dream. Right, home, so I'm trying to figure out in this discovery phase, I'm trying to figure out who, this ideal client that I think is an ideal client, I want to narrow it down to go, when, where are they at in the time of buying? And I want to find people who are ready to buy now, like right. within the next 30 well, that's days. that's where the numbers game comes into play, Correct. right? Yeah. So when you're prospecting, don't think of it as one and done. Right, so you embrace the no. You're going to the no. You're going through the dirt, looking for the gold. Oh, you found a speck of gold. Well, when you get that gold, right, don't just th throw it off to the side if they're not if it's not ready to buy right now. Meaning, like from a prospecting standpoint, when I go through these dental leads and I'm calling these office managers, I'm marketing them. I'm, I'm calling them and I'm doing the discovery phase and going, hey, look, this is what we offer. This is where we're at. Let me learn a little bit about your business. Ask some questions. Do you buy into this concept? Where are you at in, the, in your journey? I'm doing this discovery phase. And from there, then I'm marking, do I move them down the funnel into a qualified state that goes, this person is looking to buy. And I always frame it up in my mind this way, 30 days and less, 90 days, six months, year. Yep. So when you're going through your book of business, you should have a, a category of people in your CRM that are 30 days less, 90 days less, six months less, and year. And I got this advice from my realtor, Brian Quigley. So shout out to Brian Quigley, awesome guy. But he said in real estate, if someone tells you they're six months from moving, they're 30 days from 30 moving. 30 days. Yeah. So right. he said, you know, you know, the yeah. old saying is um, buyers are liars or whatever. So people, <laughs> so the prospect's a liar. I probably shouldn't say that on the podcast, but the point being is that what you want to do, the first touch point that you get someone on the phone is you want to move into the qualifying funnel, yeah. basically. The, the discovery phase, as you well, would Well, from there, it, that then itself. sets you up with what your next action item is. Correct. Is the next thing I'm going to do, call them back. If it's within 30 days, I'm probably going to be calling them. I'm going to be texting them. Correct. Is it within six months? I might be hitting them up on social media or LinkedIn just to touch base with them. Yep. Is it a year? Then I'm adding them to my email drip list just yep. so that I stay in touch and I can watch when they're engaging with the content that I'm sending them, which then is an indicator to me, yep. hey, you know, they might be back in that mindset. Let me reach back out to them and set that tickler to give them a call again or something. So let me give you guys a perspective of the prospecting calls we do. Yeah. So because I think this will be valuable for you as you think to apply it to your business. We come in every single day and our reps will make between 150 to 200 
prospecting calls. Now, some of these are warmer calls, but if, if I'm being just straight from the beginning that you enter in our sales floor from a you know start, you're making 150 to 200 sales calls. Out of that 150 calls, we you will literally probably get 100, if not 120 voicemails. Mm-hmm. You'll literally be in voicemail land. That's another thing with your prospecting. Don't miss out on the voicemails. Grant Cardone's great, great sales trainer um, is always says never miss the opportunity to leave a voicemail. So keep your voicemails under 18 seconds when you do them. But anyways, 100 of those are going to be voicemails. Out of those 100 that are voicemails, right, then you have 50 left. Out of the 50 left, we might, if we're lucky on a good day, get 20 to 25 people to pick up the phone. Out of the 25 people that pick up the, the phone, we'll usually get around nine people that we can actually pitch. Okay. So to give you an idea of if you're, if you're thinking to yourself and you're grinding it out all day long making phone calls, for us, 150 calls might produce nine pitches. Now, some of you might be listening to this and going, Luke, you guys are freaking nuts. Why would you waste your time doing it? It pays off Mm -hmm. because as you're prospecting, we're not thinking in the here and now only. Well, some of our reps might be, (laughs) but the point being is that those nine conversations, the hope is that we'll close two of those. So we strive to produce that our reps actually close two of those nine people they talk to. Well, what happens to the other seven people? Well, the other seven people then move into your nurture campaigns that you have set up which we've talked about this, I think, on another podcast that you guys can uh, check out, but they'll then move into your nurture campaigns and you're constantly building your book of business. And I remember when I started on the phones at Reminder Media, it's so hard when you're starting because the point of your prospecting is to do what? It's to build your pipeline. Right. And I posted this on my, um, I guess it was my Instagram. I think I did it on my Facebook and LinkedIn too because I was passionate about it. But so many sales reps, The reason why you can't ask for the order, the reason why you struggle to close the deal, when you're at that listing appointment and you leave and you leave without that signature, and how many deals have you lost where that person you swear they were going to sign? My brother just experienced this. The guy literally said to him, shook his hand and said, Stephen, shake my hand right now. Stephen, if I use a realtor, I'm going to use you. Guess what happened to him, guys? He used another realtor. (laughs) <laughs> the guy used another realtor. And my brother literally was, he was furious. He couldn't understand. He's like, this guy, like, if, if this guy uses another realtor, I'm never leaving the listing appointment again without the signature. The point being is what I'm trying to get at from the prospecting standpoint is that when this person, when you don't push this person to sign, right, when you don't get this person, when you don't ask for the order, it's because your pipeline's not full, because you're looking across the table at this person, or you're looking across the phone at this person, and you're going to yourself, if I mess this deal up, I might not have a deal for three weeks. I need this deal. And so you start going from a place of just like defense and a place of desperation, and you pull back in your confidence level, what prospecting does for you, if you do it consistently, what prospecting does for you, which is amazing, is it fills your pipeline, which gives you confidence. Because if my calendar is full of appointments, hey man, sign, you need to sign on this. Why aren't you signing? Like, where do we go wrong? And obviously, you're going to do it a little more eloquent than that and a little bit more strategic. A little less to lose, But the right? point is, yeah. you know, yeah, if you're going right. to lose the deal, lose it on your own terms. Right, yeah. Right, so why, why give them control to lose the deal? So prospecting, in its essence, is supposed to be the tactic you use to fill your pipeline, to fill your calendar, to give you the confidence, to be able to, when you have those appointments, I don't need you, Josh, as a client, but I want you as a client. Because if you're my client... 
I can help you make a lot of money. Now that's for me, but I can help right. you make a lot of money, which is going to help me make a lot of money. So you get what I'm saying from the pr- perspective of just like prospecting is ultimately, if you fail at prospecting, you won't be good at sales because sales requires a confidence level to not take no for an answer and to literally ask for the order and you won't be asking for the order. Right. So then that was, dude, I'm just ranting man. all that day. I'm just ranting. That was powerful. <laughs> so let's bring it back to the day to day. So all of that, all of that passion, all that energy is awesome. Use that in your pitch. Use that whenever you're trying to work with a client or a prospect, letting them know you're going to help their business. When you come back to your office, when you come back and you sit down and yeah. you start looking at what are the systems that I can put in place yep. that are going that I can enter into every day without having to rethink it every single day, or yep. if I have a team of people that are selling for me that I can train them on, what have we done here? I know within our own sales organization, we've built a playbook that we can just yes. run. And you you, you, yep. define, you describe it as it's just a play. It's like a football play. Yeah, you can just, just run you it just over, run and, it over and, and over and over again. again. And you know that if you run it enough times, if you yep. run it 100 times, you're going to hit it 20, 20% of the time. Yep. If you don't have a system in your business, then you have nothing to measure against and and you have nothing to guide you. And when you have nothing to guide you, you're constantly just find yourself chasing like the magic formula. So systems are beautiful. Even if you choose the wrong system, it at least is a guiding light for you to be able to get data to make an educated decision of where to go. But first thing you need, so from a tech standpoint, if we're talking purely tech, get a CRM, get a dialer. If you're doing cold calling, and I mean, it's going to save you so much time. Get a CRM that can load up leads for you one after the other, not just a CRM that stores your contacts, but you need a system for us. We use cues, which is basically I can literally dial Josh Dyke and then click next. And then all of a sudden I get Jesse Carlin, meaning so you want to set up these systems technology wise to empower you to be able to efficiently go through your lead database. That's pretty obvious. What's more important, though, from your prospecting is you need to determine how many leads you need to call every single day. And so for us, like I told you, 150, you know, we're getting 20 that pick up, nine conversations, two deals we can get out of it. We have, now it's taken us a while to figure that out from a standpoint of looking at it, but you need to start thinking to yourself, how many leads do I need a day? How many engagements come out of that? How many of those engagements turn to appointments? How many appointments actually turn to closes? You need to start writing this information down. This is the same thing. If you have our leads calculator, and we'll throw up the link for this one in, yeah, the, um, in the podcast show notes, staypaidpodcast.com. But what it'll do, it'll do exactly what Luke is saying right now, where you're going to have conversion numbers. Yes. You're going to have a percentage for each stage in your funnel that you're talking about from the lead to then following up with that lead. Mm -hmm. How many people am I getting in the door? How many am I converting then to prospects for my business, which is the qualification stage? Then if we're talking about a real estate listing, you're trying to book a listing appointment. How many people can you get to book a listing appointment? How many listings taken will you get out of that? How many homes sold will you get from that listing appointment? And this takes time. So you're going to have to call. You're going to have to prospect for for a month to figure this date out. At least. Oh, at least. 90 days. So don't feel bad about that. If you don't have this information, don't worry. But start documenting today. Second, is what's your script for prospecting? Do you have a prospecting script? So many people try to wing it. Winging it is not bad inherently, but it gives you no benchmark to go after. Meaning like you don't know one close to the next what drove the success. And what's more important about this is now you can't leverage out your business. Do you want to be the guy making cold calls all day? 
Meaning you eventually want to scale your business to where I can pass the cold call, calling to Josh, right? right? Yeah. So you need to develop your script that allows you the benchmark, just like your conversion rates give you the benchmark. Then from your script, from that How standpoint- How strict, and not to cut you off, how strict yeah, yeah. do you have to be with a script? Because I know you, you don't want- Word for word. Yeah, like, yeah. W- when you say script, you're talking about I'm an talking outline, about a framework. Process. What's your intro? Yes. Yeah, so like, let me give you guys. So like, I'm not talking about for us. Like we might call and say, hey, my, my name's Luke with Reminder Media. Reason for my call is your manager, Josh Dyke, had us out to the office. We're actually working with Jesse Carlin in the office. We're doing a quick follow up with all the agents. Like that's, that's word for word. Yes. The script. Right. But that's not what I'm referring to. Okay. Right. So if, if one of my callers changes the words a little bit. I'm not upset. What I'm talking about is for us, it would be you have your intro, you have your what, how, why, right? So I'm talking about the steps in your, in your script that you have to follow every time. I always call it the golden, the golden road. It's leading you to the Wizard of Oz. So the, the point being is you got your <laughs> intro, like you got your what, how, why, you got this button up, you're going into pricing. So the, the idea is you have this golden road that you walk down. So every prospect I call, I'm going to do my intro, I'm going to do my what, how, why, I'm going to button up, I'm going to go to pricing. Now, if, my, if I get off on a tangent, and we start talking about their kids or the park or my vacation, that's okay. That's okay. But I'm going to come back to that golden road. I'm going to come back to the golden road that leads me down to the Wizard of Oz, which is the close, right? So you want to have this process laid out of how you're going to follow up with your Zillow leads. What's the process for your FISBOs? This leads me, and that's the script process. More importantly than the script process is your process of touch points. So not only do you want to have that six to you know, 12 touch points or, you know, to increase your closing rate or your appointment rate, you want to have a, varied, a, a variety, I guess is what I'm trying to say, of methods that you use. Email, phone call. We're using text message now with an application called Twilio. So meaning like you want to have a variety of different ways. that lets ways. you text right from your CRM. Is Co- what that correct. Yeah, we yeah. can text right from our CRM. Yeah. We have found so much success for you guys that are, you know, real estate agents, insurance agents, financial advisors, LinkedIn. I am now responding to LinkedIn messages. The guy who's trying to sell me insurance right now, Keith Wilson, awesome salesman. I'm actually trying to hire him for, for our company. But the point, he got me through LinkedIn. He prospected me through LinkedIn. He tried to reach out to our HR person, no response. I think he tried to reach out to a couple other people. He got me through LinkedIn, started com- commenting on the stuff I was posting, then DM me and messaged me through LinkedIn, and I responded. I ended up grabbing lunch with him one time, and since then, we've been he's been courting me for literally a year, lunches, going out for drinks, all those things, but he prospected me through LinkedIn. So there's a By the way, guys, when you're on LinkedIn, if you're connected with somebody, make sure if if they're a prospect of yours and you see their work anniversary pop up or their birthday pop up or some post about them pop up, make sure you message them about that because you know this, you don't know everyone that you know on LinkedIn. So when someone sends you like a, Hey, congrats. I just had this happen to me with the salesperson. They said, congrats on your work anniversary. I said, Oh, thanks. You know, and it, by the way, have you yeah. been thinking about yeah. your video <laughs> solutions lately? Like, ah, I see what you did there. You got me to reply. Yeah. But the reality is, like, I know that person now. Like, I all I already yep. feel like, all right, if I had that need, they're the one that I'm going to email back because yep. they took three seconds yep. out of their day just to say, hey, congrats on your work anniversary. The power of prospecting through social media, I believe right now, is it was like the power of email marketing 10 years ago. Yeah. It, it's Every, I do not let my LinkedIn have a red icon up there on the notifications. I don't let, yeah, my, meanwhile, I don't let my Facebook pile up with correct. new messages. My and inbox probably has a hundred unread emails, yeah, yeah. but it's my LinkedIn, point. my Facebook, my Instagram, 
there's if, no notification. I, I look at all the notifications. I'm not if overwhelmed. If we're doing yet. that, if me and Luke are doing that and you're doing that listening, your prospects are doing the same thing. Correct. They are checking their social media It's a guaranteed way to get in front of your prospect. Yeah. Doesn't mean they'll respond, but it's a guaranteed way. So the point being is develop the playbook, right? Which is what are your conversion rates you need? What's the script and the process? But more importantly, what are the touch points? I'm going to call six times over the course of seven days. Over the course of seven days, I'm going to call six times. I'm also going to send these two emails, right? So you want to write out this process and you're thinking to yourself right now, what should that process be? Guys, there's no magic Just write process. it. Just, Just do, do it. exactly what you said. Don't. This is not theory. Yeah. Just write it down. Correct. Start with that. Test it out. If it doesn't work, find out where it went wrong. Yep. Tweak it. Try it again. Remember, this is something that you're going to want to run over and over and over again and track for 30, 60, 90, 180 days. There's not a single person, guru out there, marketing company out there, that has a secret touchpoint plan. We'd all out. be using it if we, they did. We would. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Everybody would have figured them. it out. We, to this day, are constantly going, okay, how can we tweak this touch? Should we do three emails here? Should we make them personal? Should we make them more professional? Should we make them shorter? Should we make them longer? Constantly micro testing and constantly trying to evolve to go, what got the best engagement? And here's the thing about marketing that drives you nuts, but it's also beautiful, is it changes. Time changes, people changes, what's happening in the industry makes our emotions change. And so we change, so marketing has to change. How you meet people has to change. How you communicate with them has to change. So you want to choose a variety of methods within your follow-up or within your prospecting. And from there, once you have that playbook, for lack of a better word, you run that for 90 days. Run that freaking playbook. Doesn't mean you don't make little tweaks in it, but you run that playbook for 90 days and your results will be dictated by the following 90 days. I'm a firm believer in that. Awesome. So there you have it, guys. An actionable framework for how to prospect and grow your business every single day so that you will remember, re, re, uh, re, continue. Something, yes. Oh, man, I lost that one. <laughs> if I don't write it down, continue to stay paid in your business. Yes. I was trying to go to the stay paid. <laughs> I was working there. I was going to get there eventually. <laughs> hey, guys, thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please consider giving us a five-star rating don't consider, on do iTunes it. and leave a comment. It does help us so much, and we appreciate it. To get new episodes weekly, subscribe to Stay Paid in your favorite podcast app. Make sure to follow Reminder Media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also post weekly coaching videos on YouTube. You can search for Reminder Media and look for the Above the Noise series on YouTube. Also, be sure to check out Luke Acri on Instagram, at Luke Acri. He has said August is the month yes, of I've been content. posting. Have people been listening, watching, He's whatever you do? He's been posting constantly. Yep. Um, so make sure to check him out there on Instagram and Facebook as well and hit him up on LinkedIn. Uh, you heard it here. He's yes. going to respond. I am going to respond. Get, he will clear the red dot. What I am app. very, very passionate about for all of you listening is I'm very, very passionate about learning about your pain points yeah. and your greatest desires, but even more importantly, your pain points because I want to see if I can fix them for you so you can achieve those great desires because if I can do that, you're going to use me forever. And so, you know, that's what I'm very, very interested in. So check me out on Instagram. That's awesome. So for this episode of Stay Paid, I am Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Acre, and I'm going to close with this. Guys, here's your action item for this episode. Develop your prospecting playbook. So you literally need to work out your conversion rates for prospecting. You then need to make sure you have that script, which is the process, and then you need to move that into your actual setup of that amount of times you're going to touch point or do a touch point with somebody and the variety of methods you're going to use. Do that this week. Difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer is top producers take action. Take action on that today. Thanks, guys. 